Hello everyone, Anne Cross here in the urban yurt in East London. Excited to be here with my regular podcast, Conversations of Spirituality in the Urban Yurt, where I invite guests into the yurt to have conversations with me on matters of the heart. We hear so much these days about our society becoming less religious and the statistics certainly prove that with more and more people actually self-defining as the religious nuns. But my experience is actually that people are no less spiritual. In fact, they're taking responsibility for their own spirituality, for their own sense of that which is beyond the physical realm. Um, Sometimes remaining within a faith organisation, often not, but finding myriad ways to explore, to celebrate, to define their own spiritual path. And with me today, I have my lovely friend, Daljit Kaur, who I met only about a year ago. She was speaking at a local interfaith group. She was speaking about uh, women in Sikhi, women in the Sikhi faith path. And since then, I've come to know her as a friend. Daljit, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to come and be in conversation with me. It's awesome. It's great to be here. You're so welcome. Thank you. We did have a short meditation before we started, which was absolutely beautiful, yeah. and it's kind of grounded us into this conversation. So maybe we'll just start. Could you just? Would you like to just tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah. Maybe a little bit about your background, if you wanted to say anything about a faith background, or yeah. just just giving us an idea of absolutely who you are. Um, so my name's Daljit Kaur, as you've already mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, I'm 43 years old. I have three children and uh, recently got divorced. Mm. But I'm very happy. <laughs> Good. Um, faith, um, spirituality um, has always been in my life from when I was a child. Um, even though I wasn't aware of it at the time of um, what it was. Um, faith just recently um, it's been it's been about a year since I got baptized into Sikhi mm-hmm. um, but I do not practice it in the traditional way as um, uh, everyone else does or has done in the past um, I look at it more of a spiritual path for me um, a bit like what Sufism is to Islam, so the way I practice my Sikhi is, is along those lines of spirituality and Sikhi is spirituality, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dharam, it's a way of life and it's not enclosed in boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested, you say that you've recently been baptised mm-hmm. into, into yeah. Sikhi. Yeah. Um, so, as a child, that wasn't a faith path that you were brought up within. It's something that you've come to as an um, adult. It, uh, as a child, um, we used to, I used to go to my grandparents' house a lot, which they were um, very much practicing Sikhs. Um, but what I didn't know growing up um, with, with them, that there was a spiritual side that they didn't really talk about openly which I only found out after they passed away. Okay. 
So the faith that they practiced was maybe more of a cultural practice? Um, yeah, um, I wouldn't even say cultural, it was just the norm, the, okay. the, the normal stuff that other people would do in, 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 in Sikhi, which would, would be doing lots of kirtan. So we had a lot of kirtan in, in, our, in our lives as we was growing up, mm -hmm. yeah, as I was growing up. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so the sort of the rituals and yeah, the practices yeah. of the Sikhi faith. Yeah. But now you've been recently baptised mm -hmm. and you have found a kind of mystical yeah. side yeah. to the faith path. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, do you want to yeah. say, that sounds gorgeous. Let's, um, let's so, hear a bit um, more about that. So I won't be able to explain it to you unless I talk about my great-grandfather. Okay. Um, so my great grandfather was a healer. Okay, his name was. Um, his name was Ajit Singh. Yeah. And um, he he was he was a healer, and um, people in his village didn't really understand him because he came from that a very spiritual uh, a, a very spiritual stance, which was he didn't talk much, and he was very set in his ways. And because he was a healer, I suppose there was an element of fear as well. People did fear him a little bit as well, mm -hmm. even though he healed lots of people and uh, lots of um, disorders and diseases and all kinds of other spiritual stuff. Um, he did have a best friend that happened to be a cobra, a snake. Oh, wow. Yeah, which didn't leave his body until he was cremated. Gosh. Yeah, so he a was... cobra. Yeah, a cobra. So this kind of spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was a cobra. Yeah, and um, and with him practising and him meditating and him disappearing for days on end and, you know, my, my great-grandmother explaining things to my mum and, you know, once he was found in a water tank and he'd been there for a couple of days, but he was alive when they took him out. Gosh. Gosh. So I'm assuming that he knew how to astral project and he knew how to, um, he, he was in control of his soul, of his spirit. Right, right, yeah. so he was able to protect himself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so he was an influence on you? And um, he was an influence on my grandfather, my mum's my mm. dad, and it's after my mum's dad passed away, I found, you could say, that spiritual energy that um, was actually with God's grace, mm -hmm. Guru's grace, um, was that I felt it. Because mm -hmm. my grandfather, he was very much, um, he, was, uh, he would vibrate to the energy mm -hmm. of the universe mm -hmm. and he would explain it in the sense where he could feel his toe vibrating, even his toe would vibrate to the, to the universe's energy which is the word that we use to meditate, which is Vaigru. Mm -hmm. Vaigru means wondrous enlightener. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he was founded by another spiritual person because he was born with his, uh, he was born with his spiritual powers and he didn't know how to control them as a young boy. Okay, your a, grandfather. My grandfather. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. So the spiritual powers, you you mm. have a sense that they're being passed yeah. through the generations yeah. from your ancestors. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how yeah. does that present to you now in, in, in yourself now? 
Um, in myself now, um, because in our faith we we don't really talk about these things openly, which which um, I mean. I mean, I know we're all unique and we're all going to have unique experiences, but until we don't actually voice them out, um, people are not going to have an understanding of it. And some people might even get frightened and mm. not know what's happening to mm. them, you know? Mm. Um, like um, my nan, she used to see spirits in her bedroom, but she mm. would never tell anyone else. It was only the mm -hmm. close family that actually knew mm -hmm. that she could see spirits. And it's that was... Now I know that her third eye was open and she could see things that the normal eye can't see. Mm. So she would have never talked about it to anyone else, though. No. Yeah. Isn't it extraordinary? Yeah, absolutely. The way um, so many people have spiritual experiences, yeah. but they're not, they're just yeah. not discussed and shared. No, no. I think there's a need for a conversation about spirituality and perhaps yeah. a podcast. Yeah. Which is why I'm so grateful to have you here, to have these conversations, <laughs> yeah, because we absolutely. can share these things that yeah. we're experiencing mm. um, between us. Yeah. So that was your grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and... So with me, um, when my grandfather passed away, um, my grandmother passed away 13 months after him. Um, but when my grandfather passed away, uh, the congregation that he belonged to, um, uh, a spiritual, another enlightened being said, you know, we need to do kirtan every single day before the funeral. And it was on the first evening that the kirtan started. And it was in the same room where we'd have, uh, where my grandfather used to have the scriptures. And I grew up literally in that room listening to Kirtan and it's almost as if I connected back to that energy from when I was a mm. child but then after that I actually can't explain what happened to me it was just like a complete um, I feel as if my spirit has had surrendered at that very split moment that very second and it was two years of complete chaos then for me okay. <laughs> complete chaos where I couldn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling mm -hmm. and this overwhelming um, emotion was just taking over my life. Wow. Yeah. So looking back on it, would yeah. you call it a sort of spiritual crisis or a, was it um, was it difficult or was it joyful or? It was joyful and difficult. It, mm. was, um, it was very sweet and bitter at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah, it was very sweet and bitter at the same time. And I was looking for um, people to discuss it with and say, look, this is happening to me, is this normal? And, but then it was like, after meeting a few people, I knew that I couldn't openly talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you say a little bit more about yeah. what was actually happening for you? Two yeah. years, that's a long yeah. time. What, what was... Um, I would just... Um, Every time I would connect, well, the, I didn't know that I was connecting to source energy and I would just be driving my car and I'd break down and start crying. The kids would be like, mum, what's happened? And I'd be like, nothing's happened, I'm, I'm completely fine. And I would be fine because I was very, um, I was being held. I was being held by the universe. Wow. And um, 
now that I look back at my life, it was almost as if the universe was preparing me every step of the way mm -hmm. and I still wasn't ready. <laughs> I still wasn't ready. But it was just this over, a really strong emotion where my wardrobe changed, um, my diet changed. So I was vegetarian, but I've decided to be a vegan. Mm -hmm. um, had a lot more compassion in my heart for, for animals. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, my wardrobe changed, my diet changed, my thought process just completely changed. Mm -hmm. And um, if I if I heard anyone speaking anything negative, I just couldn't I I just couldn't digest it anymore, mm -hmm. and I had to speak out. Whereas before, I would have probably just listened and not not joined in, but just listened and just ignored. Mm -hmm. um, and the headaches and. The, the dreams and it was just yeah it was just yeah I had to kind of like lock myself away for a little while yeah Gosh. yeah so I'm glad to hear that you said you felt held by the universe yeah yeah that absolutely. sounds kind of comforting yeah there was there was a holding there yeah yeah but also there seems like there was a breaking open yeah yeah kind breaking of literally cracking yeah. open yeah and all these things were kind yeah. of pouring through you. Yeah, absolutely. And huge changes. Huge, huge changes, even with relationships. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, I was going through a divorce, there was no, there's never been any um, hatred for my mm -hmm. ex-husband. It was only compassion, because I just mm -hmm. could see where he was coming mm -hmm. from. And with everybody else in my family, like I didn't speak to my dad for years. We're best friends now. <laughs> Wow. We're best friends now. And I, I'm interested as to where you consider this came from. I mean, were you doing any studying or any extra meditation? Um, or was, it, was there a reason for this sudden... It I, happened at the same time, did you say, yeah. as your grandfather's death? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of after yeah. that. And yeah. you felt you'd been in the room doing the kirtan. Mm and which had a kind of spiritual yeah. connection with your childhood yeah. so you you would say that it was just from that kind of experience um, following I your think, grandfather's death um i think uh, looking back um at my spirituality i was always searching for something from my early, from my early 20s i was searching for something but i didn't know mm. what it was and my faith couldn't give me those answers because there was a language barrier as well there. Mm. I mean, obviously, there's not one now. We've got loads of people who are explaining things in English mm. so the, the younger generation understand more. I just couldn't connect, mm. and I feel that may, I wasn't meant to at that time. But um, I practised Buddhism. Mm -hmm. um, I practised Kabbalah, which is um, the mysticism of uh, Judaism. And I learned a lot from both of those practices. Mm -hmm. So with Buddhism, it was all to do with calming the mind and meditation. Mm -hmm. And with Kabbalah, I learned so much about my ego. Okay. I learned so much about my ego mm -hmm. and, you know, how it's not as simple as um, as it's been explained. It's it's complicated in 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 the way that it has so many faces and mm -hmm. facets. Mm -hmm. where um, I suppose in a way uh, you can never get rid of it mm. um, it can creep up on you at any time mm -hmm. so you just have to be aware mm -hmm. um, more more or less as you as you progress spiritually mm -hmm. but I learned so much from both practices 
and now looking back I just think oh my gosh I was being prepared mm-hmm. I was so being prepared so you've been looking at you you had some experience of Buddhism during mm-hmm. your 20s yeah. some experience of the Kabbalah yeah but um, obviously people can't see you at the moment but I notice that you look very much like a Sikh woman in as much as you're wearing the turban is that what you mean by changing your wardrobe that you decided to take the turban yeah yeah it was it was just a very strong strong emotion Mm. that I had to wear a turban Mm. I had to wear the crown that is Mm. that I've been blessed with by my guru Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, even with the experience of other faith paths Mm -hmm. you've stayed with your kind of your your childhood faith of yeah. Sikhi. I think it's not, that wasn't my choice. Mm-hmm. It's because Sikhi found me. Okay. I didn't find Sikhi, even though I was brought up with it and, you know, even though I went on to other spiritual paths, um, Sikhi found me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really wasn't out of choice because I would have never imagined in a million years... Mm-hmm that I would be a practicing Amritdhari Sikh. Mm-hmm. I would never have thought that in a million years. <laughs> and yeah. can you say a little bit about what that means, a practicing um, Amritdhari yeah, Sikh? What, 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 how how um, would you... So for me, a Sikh is somebody who comes, um, who practices compassion for everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of their colour and their faith, mm-hmm. or no faith. Um it's about being a human first it's about being a human first and sharing love sharing that love that you know that we all we all have within us that spark of the creator that is within us all and we can all connect with each other and live with each other peacefully for me i think that's the biggest that's the biggest one in sikhi okay yeah and you say that that found you. Yeah, that That's found beautiful. me. How beautiful. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so could you say a little bit about, I'm interested to know how, if I say to you, if I ask you how do you practice your faith mm-hmm. or your, how do you practice your spirituality, yeah. can you say a little bit about yeah. that? You, you talked about having practiced Buddhism in the mm-hmm. past and the Kabbalah. Yeah. What, what, do, what does your practice look like now? So my practice now is um, more to do with selfless service mm-hmm. um, where I don't uh, look at what's in it for me it's what's in it for the greater good mm-hmm. and waking up in the early hours the ambrosial hour, hours and meditating and because prayer is when we talk to God mm-hmm. and meditation is when we listen to God, I mean I'm saying God but what I really mean is you know um, source energy mm-hmm. Is meditation is when we actually mm try and connect by listening Mm. and um so i i I talk to i do do the talking and then i listen as well i love that distinction (laughs) i love that distinction prayer is talking to god listen god this is what i need yeah this is what my family needs yeah and the meditation is is the sitting yeah. quietly and listening they're yeah. making a connection absolutely and then listening to whatever yeah whatever yeah. arrives yeah i'm intrigued by the term ambrosial hours i've never heard that term before <laughs> the only thing i know about ambrosia is rice 
<laughs> so um, we believe in Sikhi that there's a time in the morning, which you can call it angelic hours as well. Mm-hmm. It's when there's the most silence around mm. us. And I've noticed myself that the energy itself is different. Mm. The energy is a lot stronger mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier to connect as well. Mm-hmm. So you, your, your soul and your spirit feel a lot different when you do wake up at that time and, and meditate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wake up in the early yeah, hours of the, the morning, the ambrosial hours. Yeah, which is, any, some people believe it's from two to four, some people believe, you know, it's three to six. And so I just, I just do what my grandparents used to do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sam. I mean, this is just so interesting to hear all about your faith and how you practice. And you did say that uh, uh, as you were going through this kind mm-hmm. of two years of, yeah. of kind of difficult times that it was quite difficult to talk to anybody about it. Yeah. You found um, that... Um, I don't know, I don't want to put words into my, your mouth, but I no, kind of understood that not everybody would understand no, what you were no, talking about. No. I wonder now, mm-hmm. sometime, how, how, how long ago was that, two years? Was it quite some time ago? Um, it was from last year. Okay, yeah, last so year. it's, quite, it's yeah. quite recent. Yeah. So have you found any community or any group or anybody that you're able um, to have... Like you've talked to um, us and yeah. you've talked to quite a lot of people now, haven't yeah, you shared this yes, on the I podcast, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. And I remember saying to you when we were agreeing mm-hmm. to do this um, conversation, I said, you know, we can always delete anything if there's yeah. anything you're not happy with. And you said, look, you looked me right in the eye and you said, there's nothing I can say that I'm not yeah. happy to share, yeah. which I think is a, a very extraordinary and yeah. very um, kind of grounded mm. I mean you, you, you know it is all quite recent for you and yet yeah. you really you really have a sense mm. of exactly yeah kind of who you are and, yeah. and how you want yeah. to express yourself so I've babbled on there I think like, you know I'm, I'm interested to know whether you're you're finding people to, that you're able to share this yeah. This, yeah. this gorgeous spirituality yeah. with yeah. Um, and I can hear you sharing it with yeah. God or the universe, yeah. however. But are, are there people that you're able to share this um, with? I've just been in contact with um, Nihang, they're called Nihang Singh, so they're the warrior mm. Sikhs, um, and which is the practice um, of our ancestors, and it, um, that was the only practice at the time when Sikhi actually, um, after the 10th master um, made Khalsa, which is the immortal pure ones where we're regarded as the, um, the pure army of God mm-hmm. so we stand up and we defend everybody so every war that the 10th master every war that we've been in it's never been for money land or power it's always been defending somebody else okay. um, and the Nyang Singhs who are in India who still practice that very old tradition living off the land, forever traveling, you know, they have their weapons, their horses, and um, the prayers as well, which I, which I wasn't connected to before, um, but I am connecting to, to them now. Um, I've spoken to a few people and they've just gone, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's definitely God's grace, but 
that's what's supposed to happen that's who we are we're spiritual warriors and Mm. it's very normal and there's nothing wrong with you and I was just like oh my god found some some people who you know a group of people that go oh yeah it's normal it's fine you know some companions on the on the road some companions who speak the your language yeah absolutely yeah your faith path originally it was quite difficult to understand it because you couldn't access the just the basics the rubrics of the conversation yeah but finding people who have the same language Yeah. yeah Mm-hmm. which is a blessing it mm-hmm. really is yeah I'm interested you said um, I- when you were introducing yourself you said that you have three children yes um, who I have met yes they are gorgeous <laughs> so you've got you. a little one yeah and then two older ones um, I'm interested to know um, what you're handing on to them right yeah um, you know I mean uh, yeah, that's, that's enough of a question, really. I'm not going to kind of put words in your mouth. I'm interested yeah. to know whether you are bringing them up in a very specific way around yeah. faith and spirituality or yeah. whether you're just leaving it to them. I mean, yeah. obviously, living in Newham and mm-hmm. going to school in East London, yeah. um, they're, they're, coming, they're mixing with people of all yeah. different faiths. Yeah. How, do, how, do you, how do you kind of bring them um, up in So that? when um, I... When uh, Source Energy decided to bless me and find me. Um, the kids actually just kind of just was with me in the sense where they were like, "Yeah, we want to do this too." Wow! Because they had some spiritual, um, they had some spiritual experiences that they didn't share with me at the time because I've never spoken about stuff like that, so they didn't know that it was normal. So because they had at the same time experienced and seen visions and experienced things, they were like, yeah, mum, we want to as well. We want we want to get baptised and, you know, we want to walk on this spiritual path with you. Which at the time I was like, you don't have to. It's your, you know, it's a choice. Mm. But I feel that it's right for me, but you don't have to, you don't have to follow. They're like, no, no, we want to. And then slowly, slowly, within a couple of weeks before... Um, a year prior to us getting baptised you know there were little little things coming out like mum can I talk to you you know this happened or that happened and I'd be like oh it's it's perfectly fine it's normal and thank you for sharing it and it it made sense to me of why they then wanted to Mm -hmm. um, be on this path with me Mm -hmm. and now it's not um, regimented that they have to wake up at a certain time and you know, um, practice in any way as long as they're being good human beings. Mm-hmm. And if they do experience anything, I do say to them, "Look, don't share it with anyone else. Just share it with me." Um, and um, just looking at everyone as one—that we are all one, regardless of what faith and what colour we are. So, I encourage them to have friends who are who are not Sikh, and it's nice for them to bring home friends who are not Sikh mm. and you know and have that connection with other people as, as human beings from love mm. and to serve so um, my eldest um, Dylan who is 15 he makes sure he has change in his pocket so when he's travelling on the bus on the train if he sees anyone who's homeless he's just not going to give them money he's going to say oh hi bro how you doing and or you know shake their hand and say do you need anything to eat or drink so he has 
um, so he's prepared every time he's traveling mm. so that he can do that little bit that little bit of selfless service mm. so that's his way of serving humanity with love mm. and 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 food mm. yeah which is such so, a tradition yeah. of the Sikh community yeah. I know yeah yeah if you go into yeah. the Gurdwara yeah. there is always Absolutely. food whatever time of the day and yeah. it's just such a wonderful um, yeah. wonderful yeah. gift one of the one of the first teachings from the first master mm. yeah of um, sharing food, um, sitting on the floor, and um, being equal with everybody else. Mm-hmm. That there's no difference between us, no matter what faith or, or colour colour we are. We're all mm-hmm. one. We're from the one light, and we're going to go back to that one light. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the first teachings of Sikhi, mm-hmm. sharing food. And how beautiful that your children have joined this journey yeah. with yeah. you. I mean, yeah. I do think that children can be a lot closer to yeah. the divine energy. I think yeah. as we yeah. grow older, the, yeah. those kind of layers. I know. Of um, yeah, I think we get told, don't we? Oh, that doesn't happen, or oh, you mm. can't believe that. Mm. So anything my children do tell me, I really do take it on board. I embrace it, and you know, I say to them that there's nothing wrong with you, and it's completely normal, and embrace all this spiritual energy. That you've um, that you have from your great grandparents to embrace it, yeah, absolutely. Thank Thank you, you. Dalja. It's been so good being in conversation with you. I'm so grateful for you coming along and sharing. Just before we close, I've just got one kind of one last Mm -hmm. question, Um, and it's around. Um, we're obviously living in quite chaotic times, yeah. difficult, all sorts of crazy things happening in the world from, you know, typhoons and yeah. hurricanes mm-hmm. and wars and poverty and yeah. kind of feels a very difficult political time as yeah. well. There seems to be a Absolutely. lot of upheaval. And I just, from your kind of sense of your faith path, mm-hmm. your kind of spiritual nature what would you say the universe is calling from people of people of faith people of of a spiritual nature yeah. what, what, what do you think is the is needed from us what, what would you what would be your message for the world um, the world now needs to have a lot more compassion and not be so divided and not put these walls up which I know a lot of it is political mm. Um, but like I give an example all the time about when 9-11 happened mm. in America and you know it it woke up the world it mm. really did mm. and I don't look at those people who committed that crime because I don't look at it as crime either I feel that maybe it happened because those people might already be ascended souls that were put there by divine spirit to wake the rest of the world up and go hey you know stop being in your bubble let's connect and let's share this one love that we all Mm. have Mm. so Mm. I mean in Sikhi there is no good or bad there Mm. is no there's no duality everything is um, divine spirit everything is perfect Mm. the way it's supposed to be right now Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's nothing bad that's happening in the world Mm. everything that's happening is good Um, I can't even say good because there's no good or bad but everything's happening so it wakes everyone else Mm. up 
for us to raise consciousness and for us to be able to um, help Mother Earth as well to mm. ascend, not just mm. ourselves as humans, but mm. for Mother Earth to ascend as mm. well. Mm. So your offering mm. into that yeah. um, would be, I mean, I've, I've heard you talk about connection in your meditation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that what you would say would be your kind of offering into that, into yeah. this yeah. world chaos? Yeah, the world chaos for everyone else who's not, I suppose, in the world chaos. I look at us as maybe being, we're all light workers. Light workers, love that. We're all light workers, and a lot of us are not even awake to be able to do the light work that we that we are assigned to do. Mm. So these things that are happening are happening to awake awaken all the light workers and say, "Wake up! Mm. You're in a better position, mm. and you know you've got so much work to do, and you can help the situation mm. and help everyone ascend mm. together mm. in oneness mm. with love." And would you call that? Your ministry, would you say that? Would you describe that as, as, as a ministry? Yeah, yeah. To be, to hear yourself being called as a light worker? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. 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 I can. Guru's grace. <laughs> yeah. Daljit, I can see the light in you. I can see you too. Thank and, you so uh, much, I'm Anne. Oh, so, thank you. Oh, thank so you, grateful. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you thank for, you so for much. coming along, and I really honour the light in you. Oh, I honour the light in you too, Anne. Love you loads. Thank you. What a beautiful conversation with Daljit. She is such a beautiful soul. Always inspiring to be in conversation with her. Daljit mentioned a couple of times there the practice of kirtan and I just thought I'd uh, just talk about that a little bit for those of you who may not have heard of it. Kirtan is a practice, a yogic practice of devotional chant, a practice of singing from the heart. Um, usually in Sanskrit, Sanskrit mantras that are repeated over and over in song. Um, and it uh, has a profoundly healing effect on our subconscious and our energetic systems. Uh, and uh, yeah, really pleased to say that we're going to be having an, an hour of Kirtan in the yurt on the 1st of December, led by the lovely Indira Nanda, who is a yoga teacher and uses Kirtan as part of her, of her Kundalini Yoga. So do put that in your diary, 1st of December at 4 o'clock for an hour in the Urban Yurt. It'd be really great if some of you can uh, can join us for that. Um, there'll be more details on Facebook um, shortly. So thank you very much for listening this afternoon um, to our conversation with Daljit. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast so that you get alerts for future future conversations that we'll be holding. Thank you. Bye.